As mentioned at the beginning of Mass, in today's first reading to the Romans, St. Paul is talking about gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Have you heard this term before called charism? St. Paul talks about it. Anyone? Right? So a charism can simply be defined as a gift that we have received that is meant for the building up for the mystical body of Christ. Another simpler way of explaining a charism is some gift that we have received that is intended not just to benefit me, but to benefit others. So in service. So another simple way of thinking about charism, charism should immediately clue us into mission. I'm sure you hear this word all the time, right? Mission. Really another way of translating mission is how God is calling me to serve him and others. So charism should always clue us into mission. In other words, what we're trying to say here is God never gives us a gift where it's like, oh great, I can just enjoy this gift all to myself. Everything is geared and oriented towards service. So we can consider some of the charisms, these gifts or blessings. I was pondering this in my prayer this morning of uh, people who I know have different charisms and I'm not going to embarrass them, but um, I, when I think of, for instance, the charism of joy, we're not just talking about like the surface level Pollyanna type of joy. I'm talking about people who everyone has suffering in their life and they are heroically joyful even in the midst of suffering, which is an extraordinary witness and it's extraordinary beneficial to others. I know both a sister in Christ who immediately comes to mind and I know another brother in Christ who lives it out, such a beautiful, virile type joy. Or when I think about uh, the charism of peace, another sister in Christ comes to mind. Many people would say that when they're in the presence of this person, they are so enriched by just how peaceful she is. And she just exudes this peace and uh, we kind of, everyone else kind of receives that almost by osmosis. It's beautiful. Or patience, I can call him out because he's a beautiful brother priest. He's a priest who I lived with for 14 years. He's an Italian priest. He went back to Italy, Father Mirko. He's probably the most patient person I've ever met in my life. And it's accentuated because I'm such an impatient person, but it was so helpful to be around him. And when I would start becoming impatient, his patience was extraordinary. He just has this unbelievable capacity for long suffering. And he helped me so much and he enriched me so much. Or you might think of other people who are compassionate listeners and therefore uh, they are able to minister very effectively to those in difficulty at any different time. You may know uh, uh, those who exercise hospitality, whether it's just simply helping uh, people to really feel welcome or maybe uh, hospitality exercise through cooking and hospitality in their homes. Again, I know another parishioner who immediately comes to mind, does that so beautiful, maybe even a few different uh, parishioners. Or you might think of like the charism of discipleship, of the capacity to accompany others and in helping them to grow in uh, a journey and a life in Christ. But you think about when I, there's Father Luke has so many extraordinary gifts, but he really has a world-class charism for teaching, preaching, and communicating extraordinarily. It's not just uh, at a human level, but it really has an anointing. It has that extra unction 
from the Holy Spirit, and I've been exposed to world-class teachers all over the world, especially in my time in Rome, and I can say that uh, really Father Luke is really, really at the top. Or you think about pastoring, Father Brian, I've known Father Brian for almost 20 years now, and he really has an extraordinary gift for pastoring and pastoral wisdom of really leading people towards the common goal, obviously, in Jesus Christ, journeying in Jesus Christ towards eternity in heaven. You might not consider this a charism, but uh, Matthew Kelly mentions this in his book, where there's a gentleman who wanted to serve. He's a very, very devout Catholic, and he was thinking, how could I serve? And finally, in his prayer, after a long time in prayer, he said, the Lord has revealed to me that he wants me to continue making lots and lots of money because I'm really good at making lots of money and then taking a lot of that money and giving it to the church instead of maybe doing something. So that's just something that the Lord very specifically put on his heart, right? So you have that gift and you can, he clearly didn't hoard that for himself, but he knew that that money wasn't his and it was destined for serving the Lord and his people. Personally, the Lord has revealed to me uh, two charisms especially is one of intercessory prayer. So praying specifically for others. That's something that I'm very, very passionate about. That's very, very life-giving. And uh, second is a sacrificial love for marriages and families. Now, how does this apply to you? If you would just humor me for a moment, I, want, I would like you to pre, uh, repeat this, and let's just make this a prayer. So we'll do it in three parts. So if you can first repeat the first part. Jesus, what are the gifts? Jesus, what are the gifts with which, with which you are calling me to serve you? You are calling me to serve you. Let's just repeat that one more time. Jesus, what are the gifts? Jesus, what are the gifts? With which, with which you are calling me to serve you. It's a really beautiful, simple prayer. I'm going to invite you to pray that daily. So in order to discover the specific ways, we might say the personal charisms that God has given to me, I first need to know how to listen to God's voice in my life, which implies I need to pray daily. That's the first thing. Second thing we need to do is we just need to generally work on exercising virtue. So let me just call myself out here. So again, the Lord has revealed these two charisms to me, intercessory prayer and a sacrificial love for marriage and families. However, if I look back on my life and prayerfully look, from the years 8 to 18, I wasted so much of my life. So much of my life was all about me, focusing on my needs and in my world, and really not thinking about others. And I am convinced that as a result of that self-absorption and that selfishness and thinking only about me, 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 I stunted and delayed the growth necessary to be able to develop these charisms. So the, uh, any type of charism, right, it's going to require us to know how to listen to God's voice, and it's always going to involve some sort of sacrificial love. Well, if I'm living such a 
selfish lifestyle, that is going to seriously stunt and delay that type of growth. And I know for a fact that I have deprived people because I didn't properly receive and develop those gifts in time. And so I offer you a simple exhortation, not that we need to live in fear, but use that as an encouragement. We don't have time to waste. These are prime time years for you to develop those charisms and gifts that God has given to you. Now at your age from 10 to 14, I wouldn't have had the faintest clue that these would be two of the primary gifts that God has given, but it's also because I wasn't praying, I was self-absorbed, and I certainly wasn't working on a life of virtue. And if we're already doing that now, we can expedite and readily develop the full potential of those capacities in being able to serve. You think about the lives of the saints. If you've ever read or studied and really prayed with the lives of the saints, you see the extraordinary gifts that they have, but they didn't take that for granted. One that just immediately comes to mind, anyone who knows anything about the life of St. John Paul II, just an extraordinary Renaissance man. You almost think like, wow, I guess some people just get all of the gifts, right? It seems like there wasn't a gift that he didn't have, and yet he didn't take that for granted. He had this capacity for double concentration. It was said that he would only sleep three or four hours a day because he knew he had been gifted so much and he didn't just think like, oh, wow, yay for me, this is just great. I can just coast in life. No, he knew his giftedness and he knew that he couldn't deprive not even an individual and that all of his gifts were destined for the service of God and for his people. And that's so inspiring. And so we want to have that same type of spirit. And I'm going to invite you to make that your prayer, right? That simple prayer that we pray together. Jesus, what are the gifts with which you are calling me to serve you and your people?